we just finished crushing the tin and we usually tie it up, bale it. We gotta pick it up with the forklift and go weigh it and saran wrap it. And then we uh, put it in the pile over here. So that's what we're finishing up right now. Then we're gonna start another bale. First, um, we lay down cardboard when it's empty and we lift it, you know what I'm saying? This is closed for the most part. And uh, we'd usually dump the big cans in first so the bottom doesn't spill the little cans. And then throughout the bale, you know what I mean, we, we throw the little cans in. And when it, when it fills up to about this thing, we, um, we crush it down. And when it bottoms out, we just keep crushing it until this arrow, the arrow's really not here anymore, but once this doesn't crush past the, uh, the bar right here, that's usually when we bail it. So that's about it as far as this. I've been out here for like two and a half months right now. Brandon's been out here for what, Nine like months. a year? Nine months. I'm Jake Kazmarek. I'm an inmate at Green Correctional Facility and I work outside recycling. I'm Brandon Russo. I'm an inmate here at Green Correctional Facility and I work compost recycling with my crew. It weighs so we can record it for the day, and then he's gonna wrap it with plastic so the so the tin all stays in combined and stuff. Record the weight, the bale, and uh, saran wrap it now. So, eight hundred twenty-five pounds. Tie the saran wrap. I got a. I'm gonna tie it on one of these bale ties, metal bale ties, on top, and then start from the bottom around. We usually get our tin and uh, Kasaki's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and Hudson drops it off every other every other week on uh, Tuesday. Why isn't it? Pick it back up with the forklift and take it over to the pile. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Once you get the hang of it, it's it's just a system. You know, we get into a system. We work as a team together, so it's not it's not challenging. But it gets dirty sometimes. The bees, we get a bee problem out here because the plastic, they like to burrow in there. And then you have bees like crazy out here. And it gets frustrating. We meet the officer in the back of the mess hall at about seven o'clock. We load the truck up and then we get done about 2.30ish. We gotta make it back before count time. Um, so about seven and a half hours. We get a half an hour for lunch. But well, we work hard, so. Huh? We like to keep um, compacted down so it don't bounce back up. Like, we do that with the cardboard because the cardboard likes to go back up and down. Like the plastic, plastic is the most hardest out here. Uh, my name is Wilfredo Samla and I'm recycling. I was referred by a friend and then I came out and I did the interview and they picked me up. It's a good training because it's good for the outside when, you know, like work construction or anything that got to do with machinery because I, before I came out here I didn't know how to work with the forklift and 
stuff like that. But I got the training on it now. Like, you know, I'm ready for the outside. I really like it out here. I like it out here. It's a good environment, you know, get outside, get the moving around, you know. And just, it's a great experience for me, you know. It's more than a job to me. Brandon's been here the longest, so I mean, he, he's got more experience with the uh, compost and everything. And me and Moose just take care of the tin and cardboard. Fill these bins, and he puts the cardboard in the compactor, and we just normal, just like we bail the other thing, the tin. If we have anything else to do, we occupy ourselves. You know, we, we might have to do clothes today. You know, we just like to have everything done, everything clean. You know, just just keep our environment. You know, like like we like to keep everything. You know, the more we work, the less work do we have later, you know? I think the whole process of just working itself, just being able to be out here, having the opportunity to come out here and learning things, keeping my mind out of trouble, you know, working with good guys and just accomplishing something every day, I think it's probably the best thing. Because every day we get our job done and it feels like a sense of pride to, you know, to actually not be sitting in prison all day, not accomplishing anything. So when we come out here, it kind of makes us feel like not exactly free, but, you know, we're not, we're not so trapped in. We, we get to actually do something. We have responsibilities. And it, it makes me feel better about myself. I think that's probably the best part about it. It stays on my mind all day long. We got a lot of responsibility out here. We got to take care of the books. We manage, you know, every day we record the progress that we've done for the day because at the end of every month we have to turn it in up front and, you know, let, let it be known that we did something. And then just yesterday, actually, we had a truck come. Every time we get to 40 bells, we have to call on a truck to pick them up. And you know that the the facility earns money off of obviously this stuff because we're recycling it, and they they go about and use it for other things. I mean, we kind of run our own ship out here as far as you know. The officer obviously keeps an eye on us and makes sure we're doing what we're supposed to do. But if we could find a more productive system to do something, we suggest it to him. And he allows us to try it, and if it works better, we kind of stick with it, you know, and then train the new guys that come out on either the new process or the original process that we all learn. And we kind of let them figure out their own way of doing it, an easiest way to get the job done most efficiently. Um, with the slot pile, which you're gonna probably see soon, We've been finding a lot of different ways to improve as far as using more or less bulking agent. Um, and then a system that we actually came up with, you know, that I think I started doing is when, say, if, you know, one guy goes over there and weighs it, it's on him to remember what he weighed, but just so he doesn't have to take full responsibility, as soon as he comes back over here, say it weighed, 1,102 pounds, he'll yell it to both of us. So then we can record it. Today, you, you guys might see, um, we have another facility that drops stuff off. Hudson Correctional Facility drops stuff off. They come in a big box truck, and they come with a lot of stuff because they only come once every two weeks. So they just pile all their stuff up for two, two whole weeks, and then they'll drop it off. And it's a lot to do, but usually we get it done in a day depending on what else we have to do in that day. We don't like to leave stuff overnight just because it doesn't look good. But if we have to, you know, we could only stay out here for as long as they give us. We work as hard as we can to get the job done, but if it doesn't get done, tomorrow's a new day, you know? I came out here, 
I guess just working and watching the other senior guys that were out here before and just learning, you know, paying attention to stuff. That's one thing about me is I really, you know, I like to learn new things. Obviously, if I, I don't plan on going home and working at a recycling plant, but if that's where, you know, this takes me, I can, you know, at least I have the experience and maybe I might know things that other people don't and I can pass it on to them and teach them new things. But you just watch and learn, you know? There's been a lot of good guys out here. So we just like to we work together as a crew. Usually, you know, we found a radio out here, it didn't work, and we fixed it, we recycled it, and now we have a radio that works, so, you know, every once in a while, when we're working real hard, we like to turn the radio on and just kind of just get in the zone and work. We just kind of become friends out here and look forward to coming out and hanging out with each other every day, and we don't really look at it as working hard, really. We just look at it as we got to something to do, we just, I don't know, I guess we become friends and every morning when we meet up behind the mess hall, because we don't get to see each other really on the compound because we're on different sides of the compound, we talk about our day, we just do things that pass time and it kind of, we know ourselves that it passes our time a lot quicker than being inside the facility, so it's something to look forward to really. Usually Monday's our busiest day. Monday we get, we go behind the mess hall, we pick up anywhere between 18 to 24 buckets of compost, and we'll bring them out here, we'll dump them. We'll, usually we get beat by Kixaki crew, they dump their compost before us, and then we'll go back to the facility and give them back the buckets because they need the buckets for obviously that day because they go through most of it through the weekend. And then we'll pick up all the cardboard, and tin and plastic, and then shredded paper, and maybe some state clothes. And then we'll come, we drop the tin and plastic over there, and the, the cardboard and the clothes, and the paper, we just throw out the truck over here and then sort it afterwards. Um, once, so we, we'll maybe go, we'll, we'll get ready over there to start work, we'll get our keys from the officer, and then these two guys will go over there and do the the tin bales, they'll, they'll start crushing the tin down, and I'll go do the compost. And then once I'm done with the compost, I'll meet them over here and we'll do the cardboard. Um, but that's a Monday. A Tuesday and a Thursday aren't as busy, because we only have greens stuff. We don't get anything from Kitsaki. So usually when on a Tuesday or Thursday, if we get done out, we'll go cut the grass, clean the cat houses, sweep up, clean up stuff that falls off the truck. Sometimes we find garbage from who knows where, just laying around, but we clean that up as well, just because we like to make it look good out here. We're expecting Hudson to show up, so if Hudson shows up, then we're gonna obviously do that. But unfortunately it rained last night, so it's gonna be complicating to go around and cut grass because we're just gonna make a mess. So we're gonna find something else to do. Maybe I've seen some, tin, some tin laying around behind the old bales. Maybe we can clean that up. Really, whatever needs to get done. Sweep up real good. I see we pulled a fan out yesterday and there's a bunch of dust over there that you know has probably been there for a couple years. <laughs> we're gonna clean that up. We just like to stay busy because when you when you have you know nothing to do, it's boring. So we like to find stuff to do. I'm hoping to get a bell today, but I, I really don't think we're gonna. Probably need four more buckets, and we only have three. So we'll be close, we might get a bell. Hudson comes, we're gonna get a bell. <laughs> we might get another bell. <laughs> Hudson comes with a lot of stuff. They got a big box truck. They, they, probably, they have less inmates there, but they save their stuff up for two whole weeks. This is something we do every single day, so you know they bring two weeks of stuff, so I'd say Maybe two weeks of theirs is one week of ours, maybe four days of ours. So, you know, it's a lot to throw at us at once, but like I said, we just turn the music on and kind of get in the zone and get things done. I mean, not, not every day do we get to spend a full day out here. It's maybe certain days something might be happening in the facility and we have to go back early, so then we have to leave stuff. 
and then that'll just be more stuff added to the next day. We might not, you know, so it's kind of, if we don't get it all done in one day, and it's like a pile up of stuff for the next day, it stinks when you can't get everything done, but you know, not every day is as successful as you want it to be. We kind of race each other like a competition to see who could, you know, get it done the fastest. I kind of watch him and he might be filling up bin, these blue bins quicker than me. So I want to pick up my pace and, and go faster than him. And then before you know it, it's all done. We try not to steer each other wrong. You know, we try and if someone's moving slow, maybe they're having a bad day or something, we'll probably just be like, ask him what's going on, if he's all right. Because typically we all work really hard out here. You know, there's never really an issue on somebody, you know, dragging their feet. As far as I'm concerned, I think we do a great job. Um, some days, you know, one of us, I mean, I know I have my bad days. So maybe one day I'm not in a good mood. And, and these guys can tell because we spend most of our time together. So they can tell when I'm not in a good mood or when something's bothering me. And we just talk about it. Give us something to do. They'll ask me, hey, what's going on? And then it gives us a topic to talk about. Whether it be, you know, stuff from the town that's bothering us, you know, maybe bad news we get from the town or things that happen in our dorms that are bothering us. A number of things. You meet some decent people in here. Not all of us are, you know, we did something to come in here, which obviously we made mistakes, but, you know what I mean? You don't come across, sometimes you come across some good people in here. They just messed up, you know what I mean? I've worked in the compound a lot. And I, uh, it's just, it gets aggravating staying in the same spot. So I'd rather be outside working. That's what I do at home anyways, you know what I mean? I just like the fact that it's getting me ready for actual work on the outside. I mean, working in the compound isn't like actually having a job in society, you know what I'm saying? This is prepping me more for when I get home than anything. You wake up just like a normal job, you get ready, and you get out here. And most of your day's gone by the time you get back, so it's nice. It's really nice. I need to be doing something. I mean, I've always been doing that. So. We work together as a team, and then we got Rosano, our boss, and he's, we do have actually like a relationship, which isn't common with officers, but he's still our boss in the same token. We get along, we talk about, you know, certain issues that, you know, go on. We have more of a, you know, a friendly relationship than, you know, I mean, he is there still, our, he's an officer and he still has to do his job, but we respect him and he respects us. Maybe sometimes when I log the book, I, I, I move too quickly and I mess my math up. I don't really get yelled at for it, but you know, they have to correct my mistakes. So obviously it gets frustrating for them because their job is to watch us exactly do the job so when they have to I mean they do help us out here but when they have to fix what we created fix our mistakes they get frustrated which is understandable but for the most part they help us out just like we help them out it's a big team out here they've been very productive very good out here for me so there's no pushing they, they, they got a good pace they do what they got to do so we don't really go through too much trouble you know what I mean it's um Sometimes we just don't stop because we got a lot of work to do. But the same token, I mean, it's nice. I I like what I do, so. They're getting serious about this going green and everything, so I don't see why they'd ever really shut something like this down, seeing how we get so much recyclable products, you know what I mean? And this is actually important. And you got more and more people each year caring about it, so if they did, I guess it's just, You'd have to understand that this is actually serious. You know what I mean? This is a big part of everybody working together and getting rid of all the well, recycling, pretty much. You know what I mean? This kid. Seth, before, before he left, asked me if I wanted to work out here, and they, I, he ended up, uh, Sam and I ended up getting the job. We worked together at commissary, and uh, 
he got called down to his, when Rosanna was on leave by Bartman, and he ended up getting it. And then uh, this other kid was leaving, so they he put in the work for me again, and I got out here. This is probably the messiest part of the job. It might smell back here a little bit, but it gets done first, so we got the rest of the day to look forward to. This system is two bulking agents to one compost, which, which would be, I'd say about four or five buckets would be considerably one, one bucket of mulch. Mulch is the, the bulking agent. So however many buckets we got, we dump in. And I like to kind of just play it by field. Like maybe there's, you know, the pile can sometimes just be a little bit right here. So I don't want to use as much mulch because obviously the mulch is something that costs the facility money as well. But if we need to, like, as you can see, sometimes it gets real wet and we might need to use more mulch. But this water right here is mostly probably from the rain. But sometimes we get a little bit of water in there from, you know, it runs down and obviously you can see the floor slanted. But that water we like to keep in here because it helps with the, the process of curing into, you know, good compost. So... And then every once in a while, we gotta, we gotta flip, like every day we'll, we'll bring the compost in there and put it into the pile, but every once in a while we gotta turn the whole pile because you wanna keep the oxygen flowing in there. And you gotta keep it at about 130 degrees in the middle of the pile to keep it cooking, to make it usable, you know, cause if you, if you don't do this right, I mean, it might sound crazy, but you can't really use it. You know, it's, I know it's just mulch and food, mix it together, but it's, it's a little more complicating than that. And, you know, we, we do the best we can to try and get garbage out of there, but as you can see, you know, sometimes we find plastic and stuff. As I was saying before, that's from, you know, the mess hall workers or whoever it may be. They throw the stuff in there because they, they don't realize what we do with the stuff, you know. I mean, you can't spread it on the fields with plastic in it because it'll ruin whatever you're trying to do with it. It's not good, so. On a Monday, typically, I know I'm going to be frustrated with the huge pile of slop that I have, but it's nothing we can't handle, you know? I mean, we, we deal with it, we roll with the punches and take it how it is. Officer Palmer helps me with it every once in a while and we get the job done together. I mean, the, the guys over here that are doing the cardboard right now, <clears throat> I'm gonna be going home and another one of the inmates, he's gonna be, become the senior guy and this is gonna be his job. So every once in a while on a slow day, say Tuesday or Thursday, I like to bring him back here and train him on how to do this because it's, I mean, with the bobcat, you could pick the bucket up too high and you could cover yourself inside the cabin full of slop. So, I mean, there's things that definitely get frustrated or if it's really wet and you're dumping the pile like this and it, it could splash and you get slop all over you and then you, some days you just want to go back and take a shower right away, but you know, you're out here for a certain amount of time, so you can't. But I got, I got about four and a half months left till I go home, so he really won't have to start doing it. I'm gonna have him do it as a daily thing probably my last month, but I, I show him every chance we get. For the most part, he's got a little bit of time until he needs to worry about coming back here, and this is gonna be his job, but I don't know, every chance we get, really. We really got a system right now that seems to be working, so on a slow day, I guess, he gets his training. I don't like bossing people around, but sometimes when you're training, you gotta, you gotta tell guys, you know, you gotta kinda put your foot down a little bit and make sure they're doing it right, and at least by your standards, you wanna get you don't want them to mess up because then it falls back on you because you're telling them what to do. So you kind of got to be, I mean, we're all buddies out here and stuff, but you know, when it comes time for me to have to tell them what to do, I have to, unfortunately, but it happens. <laughs> I was trained myself, so <laughs> um, we, I guess it's just years of people coming out here and people going home, they got to train someone. So fortunately enough, I had, you know, some really intelligent guys train me, you know, I learned a lot from them. So I feel like a lot of the stuff I know today out here, I learned from former guys that worked out here. But fortunately enough for me, I worked, you know, I worked construction in the town before I was incarcerated. And as far as this heavy machinery, I knew how to use all this. So even the guys that trained me, I had some suggestions to show them to make it a little bit easier. So we kind of like to use our heads together and brainstorm better ideas to get it done. Um, 
by the inmates, I think I get disrespected, honestly, by most of them. You know, they, like just the other day, for instance, I was in the bathroom getting ready for work and this kid came in and was busting my chops about how he says I came to prison to work. Well, I don't think it like that. I, you know, unfortunately I ended up here and, you know, this is the best thing that I think I can do with my time. And I don't have a problem with the state of New York or any of these COs. I think, you know, they're all good people as far as I'm concerned, as long as I don't get on their bad side. And I feel like I'm helping everybody out, you know, because if we didn't have anywhere to dump this compost or the recycling, the, the facility would be a, a trash spot. So, I mean, I think I appreciate what I do, but I think, you know, some of the other inmates feel like, I'm working for the state, and they, they, have a cert, they feel a certain type of way about that, but, you know, it doesn't bother me. My day still goes on, so. <laughs> when I say I gotta feed the cats today at work, somebody in the facility might be like, what, they think I'm crazy, but. Right, on to the next one. It's, you know, this kind of gives us more of incentive to do better when we go home, you know, to give us, you know, it gives us something to look forward to and lets us know that we can accomplish certain things and, you know, I mean, for some people that maybe haven't had a job before in their lifetime, you know, if they come out here and have the opportunity to work out here, they're going to, oh, this isn't too bad. You know, they feel that sense of pride every day when they get done. And then when they have these cats at the end of the day, maybe it's more like a comfort thing for some people. Maybe some people don't have family that care about them. But, you know, when you get the cats to come and hang out with you and you can pet them, you know, it's like... You know, in the town, if you have a dog, you know, and your best friend, you know, you kind of become friendly with these cats. So it's something to look forward to, I guess, you know. And this right here, this is like, comes out in a big clump. I just want to smush it up a little bit so we can eat it. We gave him the dry food yesterday, so. No, we're going to give him more today. This, a couple of these bowls are empty. How's the bowl next to you? Um, these are both good over here, but this one just needs dry food right here. Yep. Just gonna put some dry food in these bowls. Probably the quickest part of the job, but yeah, I mean, when we do get to see the cats and they do come up and hang out with us, like I said, Bibbs, he's he's a black cat with white on his chest. He likes to come and hang out with us, and you know, it kind of we feed him like out of our hand and stuff. So it kind of just makes it a little bit cooler, you know, something to look forward to every day, like like it's our own cat, you know. Even though it's not, it just it makes us feel like we have something to look forward to feeding the cats. You know, every day we got to talk about it because it's part of the plan, so my cat now is getting pretty old, so hopefully, hopefully he's still there when I go home, but you never know. never know what to expect. The strangest things could happen while you're incarcerated, you know? Every day we get clothes from our facility. We don't really get too much from Kiksaki, but Hudson comes and drops clothes off as well. If we get enough clothes tomorrow, we might do a clothes bath. So then we can get that out of the way, and then as you can see, they just stack up until we get enough. I've actually never, I've been here for nine months, and I haven't been here to see them pick up a clothes bath. We get maybe two a month at the most, usually just one, but recently we've been getting a little bit more because they've been getting rid of winter clothes, which is, you know, jackets and jumpsuits. For the outside crews, we have coveralls, which cover our whole body. It's like a snowsuit kind of. I learned that they shred them up and use them for insulation, which I thought was pretty cool when I learned that. I actually learned that recently as well. So yeah, I guess they shred them up and you could find them in like car door panels and stuff, I guess, which I think is cool, you know? So everything out here gets reused, which is probably the most important part of our job that, you know, you wanna make sure you really get everything you can. You, you wanna, cause if they're gonna reuse it, it's environmentally friendly and obviously, the facility makes money off of it as well, so everybody's happy at the end of the day. And then we get paid for doing the job, so it's really a win-win-win for everybody. And then books as well. We get books that we, we don't compact them. We just put them in boxes and stack them up and 
wait for somebody to want them. They come and pick them up. But we actually find some cool books in here sometimes, you know, as far as, you know, there's law books in here. I mean, we obviously don't take them back to the facility, but while we're going through them and sorting them into these boxes, it's cool to look at some of these books. We found a book from, I think it was like the early 1800s called Love. We found another book from like 1916. We found a physics book that I've learned a lot out of actually. During lunch, I'll sit down and scroll through it. I hate reading. And um, I actually came out here and decided to pick up books. So, I mean, I take everything out here as a learning opportunity, no matter what it is. As far as getting along with people out here as well as I do, I didn't think that that would happen because, you know, back in the facility, I try and stay to myself and try not to, you know, make too many friends because it's really hard to trust people in here. But out here, I really get along with these guys, so definitely makes the day go by. You really get to know somebody out here. You see the true colors when they're out here. And that's, that's probably the best thing about this is, you know, this helps you get away from the craziness that goes inside the facility. And when you're out here, you, you kind of just get to be more relaxed. You don't have to look over your shoulder all day long. And I think they found a spider or something. Yeah, what do you got? Oh yeah, you want me to grab it? Where's he at? Oh, it's just a spot. I'll pick it up. I'll eat it. Oh, my God. He won't <laughs> stay out there. We can let him go. Quite a few critters out here that you wouldn't yeah. normally. <laughs> Last year when I came out, we had a golden orb spider. He was like five or six inches. Nah, maybe three inches in length. In diameter, he was huge. I don't know, it was, it was definitely a big, big spider, but. You see things out here that you wouldn't normally see, especially being that I'm from upstate Rochester, uh, rural, suburban area. You don't see as much, you know, out here, this is farmland. We see hawks and vultures and... It's different. It's, yeah, it's just different. It's, it's cool, though. It's interesting. But that's, that's kind of another thing to look forward to. Like you, like you said before, you never really know what to expect. You know, the other day we saw a family of geese and goslings running around. And, you know, you want to go up and play with them, but then you learn that they want to attack you when you get close to the babies. So it's interesting. You know, you learn different things that you never think would be important in life. But it sucks that I'm going to have to put on, you know, an application that I have been incarcerated. But at least, <coughs> you know, for some people, they can't really say that they had an experience like this. So it could be in some ways beneficiary, you know, as far as we got a lot of experience on heavy machinery, you know, because we drive not exactly that one, but that tractor over there, we got to drive. I got the bobcat in there, the lawnmowers, um, and then using these bailing machines and the forklift. A lot of people can't say that they've had experience on those. So I myself have had experience prior to my incarceration on that equipment, but, you know, being able to continue to use this equipment while being incarcerated kind of keeps me, you know, in tune with it. So when I go home, I should, at least on an application, be able to say I learned something, you know. I go home October 8th, unless, of course, something happens. But I, I've made it this far, I've had no tickets, and I've <coughs> managed to stay out of trouble. I come out here every day, and I go back, I, I got an evening program now, which is a phase three, which is a going home program that kind of teaches you how to get ready for the town and society again and then I work out and sleep and eat. I have been 22 months, 22 months, but it's not that bad. It's, I mean, it, it goes by years. fast, yeah. especially Coming working out here. Out here. Time goes by. Yeah. I've been out here for nine months. I've been in green for a little over 12 months. So. For most of my time here, I've been out here. This is this is our office where we do all of our eating and you know this is I can show you our book. This is where I got all of our information. See on a day this is you know May 2013, the first through the twentieth today or obviously yesterday was the last day recorded. As you can see on the 20th, they picked up 40 bales. We had 45, left us with five. 
For 10 bales, we got a total of 25, 19 paper bales, 8 plastic, um, and 10 clothes. So like, like as you can see, this is our, these are the bale weights individually. Now we don't have any of these bales anymore because we got rid of all the way up until number 40. Now these are the only bales that we have out there. But then every day we have to add the totals of what we have out there. And some days I make mistakes, you know. And then this calculator that they provide us with is, you know, not the best because the battery falls out when I'm typing in, see. You really got to pay attention to stuff because you could realistically get hurt out here if you're not paying attention and careful. So we like to train on you know safety factor first and you know keeping clean and keeping it neat out here and then obviously everything else comes standard once they start to get into the system with us they learn how to do the job and then everything kind of falls into pieces or into play as far as the daily routine everybody you know I mean obviously some people take longer to learn than others but once it's done once they really get the hang of it then they can start learning their own system like I'm sure he does things on his own differently than how I do them, but it all gets done at the end of the day. But it's still a team effort, but everybody has their own way of doing things. I don't like to, but sometimes I have to tell these guys what to do because I'm the senior guy out here. And I, but as far as I'm concerned, I keep them you know, in high hopes every day and we stay positive with each other. And I think that's probably being that we're, you know, we come from different areas and you know different culture backgrounds it's you, you kind of got to adapt with each other and I guess my adaptability is probably the, the best thing that I have out here is being able to get along with people who maybe at home I would not even look at or hang out with due to things they do or people they hang out with but in here we're just all people and we you know we try and get along I think that's probably the best thing out here that I got going for me I think that's probably the toughest is when, when, when people don't want to work and you got to tell them constantly what to do over and over again. It, yeah, exactly. Definitely gets exhausting. Like, if you don't have to be out here. I think this is a privilege to be out here. So if you don't want to work, all you got to do is tell the officer that this isn't for you and we can find someone else that might appreciate this opportunity. But... You know, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, me and him get along great, and it's cool because we live real close to each other, and we're definitely going to hang out when he goes home after me, but he's going to be the senior guy when I go home because the other guy goes home before me, and I got to teach him, you know, how to really run the crew. It sounds crazy to say, but I don't think I'd miss prison, but being here a little bit, Yes, I mean, it's, this isn't really incarceration right here to me. This is work. This is just like any other job. Like I was a manager at home at a pizza shop. Even to this day, I wonder, you know, where they're at with sales. And I wonder about certain things. So I, I definitely can imagine I'm going to wonder about things, how they're going here. And unfortunately, I'm not going to drive four and a half hours just to come check it out, but, you know, he's still going to be here, so I'll keep in contact with him and say, you know, how are you doing? And, like, the kid who trained me, who was the A-man on the crew before, you know, we stay in contact, and he's always curious about how things are going out here. And even if they were going bad, I'd still tell him they were good because, you know, he, he taught me how to do it, so I wouldn't want him to think I was doing a bad job. But everything's going good out here. I definitely enjoy working with heavy machine and like construction, I guess. Like my father builds in-ground pools and like, like backyard leisure, I guess. So I enjoy that because again, like at the end of the day, when you finish something and you can look at it and you know, realize that you accomplished that, it makes you kind of feel good about yourself and there's good money in it too. So um, probably construction, anything construction, working hard with my hands, maybe cars, I love cars. So I guess anything that I can fix or work on with my hands is probably, probably where I'm going to go. I mean, that's, we do that out here, so it, you know, it kind of just keeps me occupied. This is what I enjoy doing. In the town, I probably wouldn't be you know, crushing cardboard and tin, but I would be doing something, Still you know, maybe, yeah, anything, anything, I guess, along this line. Not exactly recycling itself, but working with my hands and 
machines, construction. Construction. I I feel better when I work for my money. I'd rather be out moving around than sitting down and not having anything to do. Speaking for myself, I had a habit in the town, so as far as getting me back on track, this definitely has, you know what I mean? And now that I'm going home with responsibilities, I was in high school when I left, so really if I didn't want to go to school, I didn't have to, you know what I mean? I could walk out. But I'm going to have bills and car payments and all the all the stuff you usually do when you're an adult when I go home, so I'm trying to, as far as this, it's definitely got me back on track for getting ready to go back to society. I came in when I was 18, so two years, June 8th, almost, so, and then one more. Sober, I'm definitely more motivated, and it's more beneficial to me because I'm not spending my money in areas that I shouldn't be. As an addict, I mean, they say you transfer addiction, so to transfer to positive ethics, it's better. You know what I mean? It definitely, we're driven people. I mean, we did whatever we had to do to get it on the outside, so as far as putting it to something positive, it definitely, it's nice. That's for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've never been on parole before, so I don't really know what to expect, but I have to adjust when I go home to, you know, a dip, different atmosphere. Obviously, I've been incarcerated for two years, so it's going to be different <coughs> when I go home. People have changed. Things have changed. The town's going to look different, you know, so obviously when I go home, I'm going to I'm gonna want to find my own system and what works for me and, um, you know, something just to keep me occupied, something to keep me out of trouble. I mean, I guess it's fortunate enough that yeah, I had a lot of friends before I got incarcerated and now I got rid of 99% of those friends. Um, I think what I have to do is just find what keeps me positive, you know, the positive things as far as work and positive people and, you know, things that keep me out of trouble. I guess just, yeah, the system that I create for myself is what I got, got to follow, I guess. Work hard, play hard. <laughs> um, I don't know, I guess, it, you know, if you, like today, say, we all finish our job here today. We're done. We go back to the facility. Um, we still have we did, Yeah, we did what we had to do. Now we can reward ourselves by going to the yard and working out or, you know, playing cards for the rest of the night. You know, that, that kind of gives us a system of, you know, when, so when we go home, we have to accomplish something first to then be able to go out and have fun and do what we want, you know, because maybe before I got arrested, if I wanted to go... I mean, I've always worked, but unfortunately, fell into an addiction, and I found a different way to make money that obviously ended me up here, but I, I don't plan on going back to that lifestyle. I plan on just doing, you know, working hard and not having to support an addiction, need to accomplish something throughout the day to then feel like I need to reward myself to go and maybe go to the beach or out to dinner or whatever it may be. You know, I, I, I feel like I need to get something done, accomplish something before I can go and have fun. So work hard, play hard. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to be busy when I go home, nonstop. Me too. I got to keep myself busy. So work, gym, go home, do what I want to do. But if I just sit around, I know it's just, it's too easy to fall back in old habits. So I definitely got to keep myself occupied. I want to surround myself around people that actually like to work and um, enjoy working because if you don't enjoy it, if you don't love what you do, you're never going to accomplish what your goal is, you know? Like, you, you love what you do here, so you, you put all your effort into it. It's always going to be challenges, you know? Like, staying, staying focused, being around, you know, because it's... It's like the years I've been here, you, you go and you, you talk to people from the neighborhood on the phone or whatever, and it feels like time stopped in here, but also it's moving in the town, but it feels like nobody really wants to accomplish anything nowadays, because you ask, this is three years later, I've been locked up for three years, and it's like, what are you doing out there? And they'll be like, same thing. And like, what do you mean, same thing? Like. My, my focus is to, to advance, and three years later, you're still in the same 
position. So that's where that's where I figured out like I don't want to be around that kind of circle, cause I don't want to stand still. I didn't stand still for so many years, so I want to progress. You know. At least we're getting this out of the way when we're young, you know. <laughs> it's not really fun. I mean, it's still part of the job, but I guess this this is what makes you feel like you accomplished something when you get a bag. I'm hoping that was a bag. That was in the bottom. We're gonna put that on the bottom. Um. This one we don't have to saran wrap, we just write the uh, weight on each side of the box and put it in the pile. That's about it. Good. See if you'll let me know when it's, when it's through all the way, then it's going to be good. Good. And then, now I know he's got both hands. Sometimes you get these wires and they're not twisted mm -hmm. at the end. You're good. So like Watch yourself. Frustrating because you got to throw them out. But I usually just pull them and then I'll tie them at the end. Good. Good. Some bail wires don't come undone. And one of us will pick it up and go away. Yeah, so it's a little system, you know? And then now, once we get this stuff in there, now we can clean up the whole area. We're gonna throw this out, because obviously, like I said, this is wax paper, we can't put that in there. Garbage. And then we'll just clean up. And then that'll be done in here for the day, and then obviously, I still gotta clean the equipment. That's it for cardboard. Eleven sixty six. Before this, I never really understood like recycling, and it's like so many people neglect it, you know, and it's like. I've, I've got a newfound respect for it, you know? Like, people just throw, throw things around and don't, like recycling is a real big thing for the, for the world, you know? For the planet, keep nature, you know? So I, it's really like a, it's a, it's a good thing, you know? Composting, it, it's for the, for the land. They use it, farmers use it to grow crops and 
to to grow what we eat on a day-to-day basis so if we help them you know they help us it's like a recycling is more of a just help the community to help back like it's just giving back so you know and you make garbage into more and that's you know learn new rhymes found respect for that and I, another thing I realized, like, so much food being being wasted, you know? That's another thing I didn't never notice, but, like, how much food we, we get on a day-to-day basis and we dump. It's like, wow, you know? I love that I help out the, the community and keep the community clean and, you know, recycling. We, we sit down and... Every day after we come back from work, we, we have a little walk before we go back to the dorms and we just, we have a little little conversation like, like what should we do tomorrow and how, you know, we, 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 we give ourselves a motivational speak, speech before, you know, before we come back. It's like a plan for the next day. We always, we always keep each other on our toes, you know? What we do wrong and what we don't, what we didn't do, and what we can do to make it better. Just just waking up every morning and know you, you, have, you have something to do, you know? And it's just like a, it's like a good feeling. Like you know you're about to accomplish something today and you know your, your day is gonna, you got it all planned out so you feel like you, you already know what you want in life, you know? It's, it's, it's more of just, it's the, more of the experience and learning, the learning experience, you know? I've been around Brandon and Jake, and it's like everybody's a hard worker. It feels you out of place if you're not gonna work hard, and everybody else is, you know? So it's like, like being around, being around them, it, help build character for me to really want to make sure I do the right thing, you know?